0: This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. The Big Interview with Offscript we have this interview with Sarah Klass who's a Brit and Emmy nominated composer, classical composer and well I, I actually spoke to her about a week ago but when I, while I was back in the UK I was watching Frozen Planet 2, it's a fantastic documentary, it's yet another brilliant piece by the BBC and Sir David Attenborough and Sarah Klass has actually, you will have heard of a lot of her work if you've watched a lot of these documentaries because she's been working for scores for film and television producing innovative and emotive music of the highest quality, and she also made the Performing Rights Society's Women cha- Women Changing Music Top 100 chart in 2020, so she's considered a bit of a rising star in the world of classical music a composition. Well-known chart there, Rob. A bit niche, but <laughs> yeah, I like it. This well, yeah, it is a bit niche, but yeah, no, no I mean, it's her. an it, accolade it's, nonetheless. It, yes, no, it is. It, in its field, it is a serious accolade, right. yeah. just because just we haven't heard of it. It is not in um, the top 40. Here.
1: It is one of those things that you talk to me about a classical music composer in this day and age, you kind of don't think of you're that as still being right. around right
0: you're absolutely right yeah uh, and I, yeah she kind of explains her own background and how her dad got her into first classically trained piano and then she started to enjoy classical music and then jazz and it wasn't until later in life that she became a fan of sort of contemporary popular music but um, her relationship with the BBC is, is a long standing one she's written scores for amongst others Deep Trouble, the sequel to The Blue Planet, um, The Greatest Show on Earth, the soundtrack for the flagship David Attenborough series, The State of the Planet BBC Africa as well and nature and classical music do work very well together Mm -hmm. and i want to i want to play you a few excerpts just a few short excerpts from sarah's music this is a piece called resonate and it's the official video for the charity the world land trust pretty beautiful piece of music that is I think. really
1: beautiful yeah. as you hear it you almost imagine it being the soundtrack to a nature documentary as well yeah
0: yeah it's definitely weirdly i'm thinking about my mom <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing it's actually interesting what what uh, what you say there because she she talks about how with no lyrics your imagination goes off yeah. creates its own story I mean it's incredibly mm. poignant that piece of music you could play anything to that you could play True. The end of the it's a bit brave hearty isn't it a mm. <laughs> bit, bit brave hearty possibly a bit Lord of the Ringsy. A bit it's very much a look back when, when I hear that kind of music you imagine you're looking back on something Yeah, a life A football season. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I'm going back. Okay, here's another one. Uh, This is Sarah's piece composed for BBC Africa. She was asked to create a piece of music that really depicted the grandeur of the great African rivers and waterfalls. The Congo forces its way through the wildest, most untouched forest in the whole of Africa. got the sort of drums coming in there yeah. and it's, it's great it's, it's really powerful. it's great stuff It's just fantastic and you know i said to her i cannot conceive of the skill and mastery it yeah. would take to compose class i mean i can't even imagine writing a single line melody for one instrument mm. let alone constructing a piece of music where all of the instruments are kind of interwoven together in this perfect Kind of crescendo crescendo, and it, it is just it 's a mind boggling skill, so I wanted to kind of try and get an understanding of what it takes and, and how she does that and how she goes about that, um, but uh, first, uh, she said that her love of melodies has informed her songwriting, and she explains here really the appeal of classical music
2: I think what attracts me about Classical music and going back to some of the the greats, you know, like Mozart and um, Bruckner and Mahler and, and all of these, and Elgar, all all, all of these amazing musicians. Vaughan Williams, another one, um, is that they don't they don't project a lyric on you. They don't project in some ways they, they allow you to feel the narrative yourself and i think that's what i love about that it's it they're kind of more timeless and i feel that when i go back to music that for example i used to listen years ago i remember having a absolutely loving John Lennon's Woman. I still love it, but I used to play it in my teens over and over and over again. And it evokes, I mean, all music evokes another time, I think, or time, but it evokes a certain feeling of how I felt then as a teenager. <laughs> um, and I think all of those things, um, they, they represent, that they, they tell you things. And I think that's the difference between pop music and classical music. And there is this thing that lets you Understand it and create your own um, stories in your head, I think. It's a bit like w- reading a book to watching a film.
0: That was quite a nice way of putting it, yeah. I thought. You know, reading a book and kind of envisaging the the scenes depicted in the book as opposed to having them, them projected through a film. And, and um, yeah, I actually, you know, speaking to it made me want to look into some of her music and actually give it a listen. I thought you were Honestly. about to become a composer. There, so. no, 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 goodness, couldn't have No, I mean, I gave up age 12 with yeah. the recorder. But um, I want to get on to this particular case study um, that I that I came across. Sarah was tasked with composing a score for an extraordinary piece of footage which appeared, I believe, in BBC Africa. It was involving a giraffe fight in an African desert and the protagonists were an old bull and a young pretender okay. okay. now the old bull is busily engaged in courting a prospective date when he's rudely interrupted so let's take a, uh, let's take a listen to it but they've got company a young male So she goes for this kind of shootout of the OK I was Corral. just going to say,
1: it's very Western.
0: Yeah. Clearly very deliberately. So. It's like a Mexican standoff. That's it. And these two giraffes are kind of Antonio Banderas. These two giraffes are approaching one another across a desolate plain in the desert. It's very dramatic.
1: And it makes you so consciously aware of how important the music is to telling the story. Because yeah. if you just looked at that footage without any soundtrack to it, it would be pretty dull.
0: You wouldn't know what they were doing. Yeah. You, 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 would, they, you think they might just be two random just giraffes. Just hanging out. Just, 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 just happening to cross paths. Yeah. You'd but, have but no I don't know. clue
1: that it was confrontational except for that music.
0: A fight is brewing. So I kind of asked Sarah, how does she select the type of music to go with this scene? Is it storyboarded? Does it come to her in a dream? How does it work?
2: The images um, are very inspiring. And if you look at that, so there were, an, originally there were two, of, two sections. There was the morricone Wild West, you know, um, good, the bad, and the ugly vibe at the beginning. Um, and, and also, at the very beginning, he's sort of eyeing up a mate. Um, uh, that's it. And it's sort of a bit... So I had this slide guitar, sort of a bit <laughs> sexy, <laughs> look at, looking at each other. <laughs> and, you know, they've got these very long eyelashes, and it's, you know, they they look so serene, don't they? But They're so brutal. So then there was this middle section that um, Sir David... Attenborough was speaking, and there wasn't any music there originally on the film. At that point, they didn't think there should be music. Um, but then the Proms uh, piece, which um, that they've just that we've just had performed, is that that they asked me to write through that section, so it made it into a full five-minute piece. So, but originally, this, the last section you're talking about with the operatic voice, if you look at it, it's all generally in slow motion so you have to kind of pick something it it is almost out of body experience it is ethereal there's something incredibly uh, i don't know it's just the way it is these massive creatures who are fighting but it's all in slow motion
0: So that bit that she mentioned, the giraffes sort of begin slamming their necks into one another at full power. And as the battle intensifies, Sarah kind of brings in this operatic passage to really sort of elevate the action. Take a listen. It is amazing. Oh amazing. I mean, I know you can't see it, so it's, it's difficult to visualize it, but it is like it's all in slow motion. They're whacking their necks against each other, and it's a fight to the death, basically. But
1: even though you can't see it, you can feel the hmm. intensity. Just from the soundtrack, you can feel the intensity yeah. of each collision.
0: And Ooh. she's gone from Wild West to this high opera kind of transition yeah. as, the, as the fight builds. Um, so here she is elaborating on, on this particular part of the score.
2: I felt like it needed the movement underneath. So you've got these very fast arpeggios, sort of doing da 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 da, you know, really fast. So the strings are doing this very fast thing, but you need something that sort of reflects the, the, the fact that they're all in slow motion. And I think the voice, well, first of all, I think, you know, it could have been any voice, but actually, I, I think the operatic voice had much more power to, to it. It, it. It had the bite. And I think that's where i went for an operatic voice and not you know um something that i might sing you know a bit more ethereal and folky um which you could have done you really could have done um and then that the, I, I punctuated the hit points with drums and you know um symbols and what we you might call rises um which is sort of like a, a, a sort of a crescendo uh, into into those hit points so you might in in the orchestral arena you might have timpani or big bass drum and then i added a whole load of sound effects and sort of ethereal strings and what there's harmonics as well in there which are very very high tension strings that that give that added when he's falling over give that added feeling of oh no what's happening he's 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 falling although that yeah that was the that, that giraffe fight is the, the young bull and the old bull. And the old bull, um, you know, go old bull. <laughs> he he managed to <laughs> knock out the, the younger one. Um, so, yes, he's still got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's just so many things that you can employ, um, techniques and um, musical punctuations. I don't generally always think about... What it is to do it. Obviously, I think it's very important for me mm. this, as a composer, and I, I I think it's actually quite important for anybody writing music to picture is to be very specific with um, with the images. Not always, but when it's things like fight or hunt sequence or chase sequence, you know that action has to be highlighted.
0: It is though. I always think it's kind of amazing. We we do love personifying animals mm-hmm. and sort of you know sort of imposing the struggles that they have and kind of interpreting it in a sort of human in a way context, that it context, relates right? to us yeah. yeah and in a way that this is why Sarah explains why she loves contributing to these BBC documentaries
2: nature's really important to me and i just think well if you can make people care if you can make people care about the animals um, then you've you now i feel i've done my job and and that's really what's i think is important where um, the natural world's concerned and writing music um, because you know I've said this before but emotion in music uh, can get the, co- the conservation message over and in my book that's a really good thing
0: yeah, and that's true for sure. You know, it does certainly heighten the emotional experience of watching these documentaries. Is unquestionably, we've actually had a message in from Finn to say I, I don't like music set to everything. Just watch the nature, and I, I agree a team with in that. Police for it, yeah, but, and they do. They they do kind of really, they toy with your emotions, really, in Mm. a way, because it is. The music is deliberately like teasing out those kind of um, very dramatic moments. And um, if you're keen to know how you can actually find some of Sarah's music, I asked her to suggest a good starting point.
2: Resonate is my latest album. I did that last year. I released that this year. And my first one was more Americana, but this one is... Uh, resonate is sort of classical crossover with a slight folky pop edge of some some of the tracks and the other one is natural high which which has got some very relaxing lovely sort of um vocal led piano that it's all different actually that and some instrumentals as well so those two natural high and resonate if if anybody would like to listen then uh you can find those on spotify of course um and on my website, saraclass.com, it's got all the latest updates of what's happening and going on and and where to listen.
0: And I actually did listen to a bit of Resonate. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And you know what? With the dearth of any good music currently... <laughs> Why not? Why not give it a go? You know you? what?
1: I will say that I've liked this interview for the fact that I have never thought about modern day classical music before, and mm. now I can really value it, seeing the context of how it's used.
0: You will watch all specifically of those
1: in, in these soundtracks, documentaries
0: to... in a different light. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, so and you'll appreciate the music more than you'll appreciate the animals or Sir David Attenborough's dulcet tones. <laughs> oh, come on. They I'll all work weather, uh, of well, course. Well together. The harmony, Chris. They are. There is a harmony yeah. there. They all come together. No eye team and all that jazz. <laughs> but having listened to say that, I think we'll all take a greater appreciation yeah. of the music scores behind it. Frozen Planet 2, in case you're interested, is, is a heck of a watch. I've been really enjoying that. Forget Jeffrey Dahmer. It's all about <laughs> Frozen <laughs> Planet 2. Hey, and actually some of those scenes are just as harrowing. The Script Podcast.
1: We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.